Hello everyone out there. My name is Miss Love It and I am somebody's favorite math teacher. Welcome to episode two of A Fraction of My Reality. I'm so excited to get back to it. I took um, some time off from the podcast. Um, I've had a rough time adjusting to the pandemic. I lost a family member to the pandemic and I just was not in a great creative space. But I'm back and I'm excited. So let's get things rolling. I have some very special people that are joining in through FaceTime today. So it might be a little um, interesting. But I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves on their end so y'all know who is with me today. My name is Jamadia. My name is Janila. My name is Leisha. All right. And Jamadia, Layla, Nyla, and Leisha were all some of my babies um, in various ways. My first year teaching, they really... Uh, really introduced me to the teaching world in an interesting way. Um, I didn't teach all of them per se, but you know, all of them love me so very much. And they're not babies anymore. They're getting too old on me. I cannot deal with this. Um, But as a couple of them know, and as we'll get to it, with all my episodes still keeping up with the same thing, I like to focus on positives in my classroom, especially now. I like to focus on positive things that's going on so I'm gonna ask everybody and it's gonna take a second because there are five of us but I'm gonna ask everybody to talk about three positives that's going on even in the midst of everything that's wrong with the world right now um everything I mean three positives that they got going on so I'm gonna start off um positives so I have been paying for these braces since January okay but my orthodontist closed in March, so I have not been able to get treated. But I finally got my treatment done. Finally got my braces tightened last week. It's a miracle on the road to recovery. Secondly, I said it before and I'll say it again. I'm still getting paid. That's a big positive because there are a lot of people calling unemployment these days. And prayers out to those people. But I'm happy because I'm getting paid. Um... Then my third positive, you know, still I'm in good health. And I, another repeat from my last episode, but again, y'all know I struggle to breathe. This asthma is not a game, and the world gets scary every day. And I've had to go into work a few times with other people and, you know, grocery shop. But I'm making it. I'm here. I'm healthy. That's good. I'm going to let y'all go ahead. <laughs> y'all clap. I'm, I'm dead. Okay. Um, okay, I would say my first positive is that, like, I'm healthy, like, ain't got corona, nothing like that. <laughs> and my second positive is that, like, I'm, like, I, I'm growing, like, I got a lot of, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, like, I'm growing, like, you know, not being childish and immature anymore, like, you know, being mm-hmm. growing. And my third one, I would just say that I'm happy, you know, that I got, like, friends and family that'll be there for me. They are throwing up hearts. I wish y'all could see this because this is hilarious. Um, but that's good. It's just, okay, so I'm going to say this. I'm probably going to like talk about this like throughout the whole episode, show, recording, whatever you want to call it. Because it's crazy to see them now. Like These young women are about to be 10th graders. And I had them, well, in various ways when they were in 7th graders. But like, this is weird. They're so grown now. I don't know who they think they are. But 
that's part of the rewards of being a teacher is like seeing um, people that you helped in different ways grow and mature and learn. Um, so it makes me happy. It makes me feel like I did something right in, in a way. But yeah, okay. So speaking of that, so let's see. Layla never had a class with me. Um, but again, I'm one of the popular teachers, so of course, loves me all the same. My, well, I was your track coach, and you had that one class with me. Was that fifth period? Um, yeah. Alicia was in my homeroom, and Nyla had me for math. So, and then, so we actually had to redo this episode over because somebody, I will not name any names, messed it up. So we talked about this before. But from all of your different perspectives, you know, of course, people listen to this podcast and I brag on myself a lot. But from you all's perspective, you know, what was it like really having Miss Lovett as a teacher in the school? Okay, um, I would say like as like my track coach and my fifth year teacher, I would say like you're very helpful, like you're very outgoing, like like your teacher skills and all that put together. It makes like you're it makes you a loving person because of the way you are. Like I wouldn't just say this because like I'm just doing this, but like this is true. And you're very uplifting. I agree. But also, I would say um, uh, there was various situations where it was um, definite that you cared. Um, I'm not saying what, but it was. It was definitely where I felt okay. Let's stop playing because it's obviously that she cares about getting us an education. Let's see. I think this is more so towards Nyla. As far as being in a math class, what do you feel that I, as a teacher, could have done to make math class better? Um. Uh, okay. Let me start with what the things that you did do that I felt were helpful. Um, you were very hands-on. There was activities that we could do. Because I, I'm, I, when I could see stuff, it helped me learn better. You were very hands-on. Um, there's not even anything that I could say that you could have made it better. Unless people weren't just doing that work themselves. That was their fault. But I feel like it's pretty good. So all in all, I was pretty awesome. Um, it was great. Um, I just want to reiterate this, that, you know, Teacher of the Year oh and one of my friends wanted to know like so with you being out of school you know what was the dynamic like um what was i gonna say trying to get your work done and like if like your parents like helped you with work what was that or you know was it just like whatever i'm done with school type thing didn't work though or my mom did not help me she just nag me about getting on Google Meets and stuff because my teacher used to email her until I wasn't checking in. I do the work, I just want to get on Google Meet. And one time I fell asleep doing my work. <laughs> so, um, oh my God. I got it done, but me personally, I don't like virtual learning. That, that's not for me. Yeah, I don't think I don't. Me personally, I don't think virtual learning is effective because the, um, when you're sitting in a the classroom, the teachers they're like, okay, do your work, but away from like when you're at home, who's gonna be your teacher? Okay, you need to do your work unless you just have a very strict parent. I feel like it was unnecessary, <laughs> and a lot of people are gonna be behind next year. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's how I feel from a teacher standpoint. I think that we're as teachers, we're gonna have to do a lot of catch up. And as students, too, because you all care about your learning. So that's going to be, yeah, that's going to be um, a little different. Someone said, if you could get rid of any subject in school, what would it be? Math. 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 I'm sorry. I love you to death. <laughs> I love you to death. But math. No, the only reason no, 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 no. I say this is because, like, I feel like math, like, you, you can learn like math in like various ways, not various ways, but like math is like not a like a subject like that you like, you will need it, but you won't need it. If you I, wouldn't say, I wouldn't say, I'll keep basic math, but algebra, yeah. when the letters come in, then yeah. they can get rid of it. I would keep seventh grade math. Yeah, because yeah. ninth grade math can go. Who got a square root yeah. for money? This is the question. Who this got is. a square root for money? You know what? Uh, so that's the, okay. Outside of high school math does get kind of complicated. I will say now, I never want you to give up on yourselves, but high school math does get complicated. I teach what I teach for a reason. But that's also why I teach middle grades because I still have some leeway. When kids ask, why do we ever need this? 
My subject, you need to know about positive and negatives. You need to know probability of stuff, how to make inferences, all the stuff that I teach. Okay, more into it. So back to like you all's ideas again with like the whole teaching aspect of it. What, so an ideal teacher or what do you look for in a teacher? Well, what I look for, I look for a teacher that know how to teach. Like, you can't be a teacher if you don't know how to teach. Like, I feel like a teacher should, like, like you should, like, know how to explain what you got to go through or, like, you know, like, basically put it out there, like, what we're going to be learning instead of, like, putting a video up on the screen and spend through the from there. Like, if you're going to be a teacher, like, teach. That's all I expect. Like, just know what you're doing or know how to, like, put the put it out out there like what you're supposed to be learning or like you know it like for teaching like for students asking for help help them like don't just be like this oh look at the video like that's not helping like that's not being a teacher like that's not being a teacher so i just feel like just if you want to be a teacher you gotta learn how to teach that's all i think my idea teacher i like for you to be like you you can teach me but we still can have fun at the same time like i can still joke around with you and get my work done yeah i don't like those well i don't like my teacher to be clean you like if i look like i'm not in the mood don't talk to me just get my work in my day i hate to are you okay like if i'm gonna do my work just leave me alone if i, if I ain't come in feel happy just leave me alone it's not a, it's not one of my days um i feel like i have a lot of teachers that i've met coming along through my ninth grade year that I can actually depend on or talk to mm-hmm. and be okay, feeling okay talking to them. So I like that about teachers. Not only are they teachers, but they can also be your friend at some time. Very much like you. Yeah. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you know, it's so sweet. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. I think this takes like some like thinking about, but as far as dealing with, so, and I don't know if we have any like your funniest moments with me or just in school in general. Like, um, I actually think I have one with you. It wasn't funny, but like it's a memorable, memorable moment. It's like our first track meet with our four by one team, and you was like, um, if we don't win, like, um, you was like, you said something like, if we don't win, I'm gonna do something, and then like. When we when we started winning, like me and you just hugged only to each other and like fell to the ground because like we were so excited. Like I think that's a memorable moment. Um, one of my most memorable memorable moments with you were when no say no names. We're in class and there was this boy who was kind of big and he was sitting at the desk and it creaked and we burst out laughing. I'm not gonna say no names, but yeah. <laughs> um, I, I got two. Too long. I got a lot on too. Yeah, a lot. One, the two I know is like, did they lose in the hallway coming from outside, and you like threw your notebook and what's the name and ran to put that girl in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like Brandon fans in some heels. Yeah, she was gone. And, and when you like, come to, like, if I be doing something and you're like, put me in the hallway, I ain't gonna tell what you said to me. Because <laughs> it's like, I feel like I had a mama all over again, like. I used to go do right, y'all, though. I used to go after she taught me. <laughs> so you basically saying you used to be a bad child in school? <laughs> no, I just cannot. I just want to clarify for a second because I did not put a student in the chokehold. Yes, so we... We were outside. Well, I don't even know why we were outside, but we used to go outside a lot for whatever reason. Oh, we were, we were doing a competition. Outside with the math classes because it got too loud inside. So, for some reason, um, one of my other students was in the hallway, and then another girl who he had, she had problems with, and we're outside, and I just heard yelling, and I was like, "Oh my god, what's going on?" And I just, I don't know, I didn't know my notebook hit anybody. I just threw it, and I took off running. And just grab the girl. You know, it's hard because as teachers, we like actually learn um, methods to restrain students appropriately. But y'all know I'm tiny. And like you said, I had on heels. So I'm just like, I'm just trying to grab you and get you out of the situation. Because I was just standing there looking and I seen me look. I was going to look funny. I'm talking about my whole class. We stand 
get some off just looking at them. I was down waiting at me love to come clear. I was like, oh, they're my spy. Yeah, I just, but y'all know bringing up fights over there was a whole yeah. different beast because I would have to be like, it's Miss Lovett, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Slow your roll. That's cool. It was a, and then you got, you get them away, somebody's still trying to run at each other, and you the only teacher trying to stop it. I know, it's scary going to um, stop fights, okay? I didn't think I was going to make it out. Again, I'm by child size, so. Uh, okay, okay, okay. So, what schools are we looking at? We think about college, not college, but careers. Who do you? Okay. You said you don't know what career path you want to go to. You've been thinking about it a little bit. Um. Yeah. But. What? No, it's not. I'm listening. Um, when I was you all's age, so I wanted to be a teacher when I was little, but then when I got to high school, I started getting into so many different clubs and activities that my mind changed so much. Like I wanted to be an actress. I wanted to go do like performing stuff, like singing and whatnot. And then you know people shot that down, but that's not the point. Y'all know I could sing, but I wouldn't like train, so it wouldn't go anywhere for me. No, um, but not the point. One thing that I stress to my students, especially now, is I'm getting more into my craft is like, don't let anybody make you feel like you have to follow a set path. That's like the biggest issue coming from um, standard education is like we have to tell kids like, oh, you have to go to college. You have to have this career that's X, Y, Z. But you see people now, they getting on the YouTube channel, learning how to apply eyelashes and being set for life. So, you know, it's... Um, it is what you want to do. I just want anybody and everybody to do something that'll, oh, excuse me, help them go further in life. And that's the biggest thing to me. Okay, we talked about favorite memories, but just in all of school while I was there. So, 7th and 8th grade for you all. So, what was just your favorite event that happened? Um, I had to say I pulled five. Oh, oh yeah, I moved for a grade ball. Even though yeah, a lot of stuff got taken. Well, not taken from us, but like, I mean, there was people who weren't able to go. I mean, it was still pretty fun though. I'm trying to. I just feel like my favorite memory is like of like everything like seven eight grade. I just feel like um, it's like the time that we spent together. Like you know, because eighth grade was like our last year in middle school, yeah. so we made the best of it. And I feel like those times were like the best for me. Yeah, like, I want to say so what was my favorite memory, but I think I'll say the grade. We all this girl versus boy playing. Oh yeah. yeah, there was um we um our our friend group we were very we were very we were very close to um a group of boys and like we would do like, we would just have fun um fighting don't take it the wrong way because we weren't really fighting like right at the end of the school we were it was just like around the school we, we used to have fun and stuff I mean, we got in trouble like, for it but it was pretty fun yeah we were a little bad we used to fight in front of the principal <laughs> we were a little bad didn't cut that out. <laughs> no, I'ma let I'ma let the people hear it so they understand what I used to deal with. I mean, but it was like, but we get our work done though. Yeah, like we, the the group of boys we used to have to keep them on track. So kept them on track, got our work done. In a way, we helped just, each other. I yeah, then we just did whatever. But like it was around the time when we were like testing and they was getting ready for to retest. It was around that time. So very like, end of the year. Yeah, very end of the year. Y'all just speaking of that food fight. <laughs> So, what was it? I was in my classroom, and y'all were at lunch, and I just heard some commotion. Um, I stepped outside, because my uh, for those of you that do not know, that have never visited my classroom or never heard me talk about it, my classroom was the closest, not the closest, but closer to the cafeteria, so I could walk out my door and see what's going on. All I know is I walked out and they were like, it's a food fight. I went right back in my room, closed the door, locked it. I did not want any parts. And then milk, whole tray, pizzas, orange, you name that. Peaches. And because, because the eighth graders decided to have a food fight, then the seventh graders thought that that's what they were about to do. 
And we quickly. It's kind of our fault because we supposed to be the leaders of the school. We led them the wrong direction. Yeah, we quickly shut that down. Yeah, y'all's group. Um, I love y'all to death, but you were up there. It's just me. This time I did not throw anything. Yeah, I did. I, 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 I hit under the table. Yeah, I was hiding. I had my hood on. I didn't throw anything. I was laughing though. I ain't throwing nothing. It's funny you say that because my senior year of high school, um, I don't even know what happened. Because, you know, in high school, you got, like, first lunch, second lunch, third lunch. So, I was in first lunch, and I heard some commotion. I looked over and saw a piece of bread flying across the table. I immediately ran ahead. I was like, I don't want to throw anything. I don't want to do I hid because I was cute that day, too. You weren't going to get me messy. Um. And then, like, so before this, um, everybody who comes to my classroom knows the name of the game. I'm a certified snitch. So don't tell me anything that you don't want to get caught for because I will snitch on you. I will tell. You know, that happened with Bryce Fakeness. I said, I just saw Fugu flying in here. Exactly. I said, I was looking down at my phone and I looked up and Fugu started flying. And I wasn't snitching on nobody. I'm not stupid. What I tell y'all when y'all had that food fight, I said, don't come talk to me about it if you know anything because I will tell on everybody. My name was Benny and I wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. You know, they had like teachers got hit in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Y'all want to know something crazy though? You know them two wolf in a fight? It's like they were going to scratch shit. Like, yes. it's like they planned it out. Yes. Cause y'all were tearing that school up. I said, you know what? And that was the principal's first year. And I was like, y'all are really trying to welcome him to this school because. No, because he be making me mad sometimes because <laughs> like he did not have to like take them eight grade ball away from him. And some of them didn't even do it. It wasn't him that took it away. Who was it? it don't was, say. Don't say. Um, but it was Miss Miss Girl. She took it away. Like you couldn't do that. And then some people you can do it. She don't take it away from you. Like that was so unfair. Like that is a once in a lifetime thing. Like you can't do that again unless you stay there. Like I understood their frustration, but like I don't I don't know. That's gonna put them on clean up duty and let them work their time off and they could have still had that eight grade ball. But I feel like that's a memorable moment moment. Right. You can't get that back. Yeah, y'all should have been having food fights. You know how I feel. No, Miss so. Lovey. First of all, first of all, that took field that way. For, that we had so much. What they expected to do? Y'all don't let her get no outside time. So we finna we finna have fun inside. So, so you know, taking it there is that a thing too? Like we talk about your teachers, but what about your leaders of the school? You know, without getting too disrespectful, what what is that like? Like when you think about administration in total, what do you want to see? Like. Do you want a principal that's always in your classroom or something, or do y'all like prefer like the principal you don't see? Like, if I want to, if I need to see the principal, I know something's wrong. Or you know, sometimes yeah, come in and be like, y'all are doing a good job. But for the yeah, most part, I, I want a principal that's involved, like not that's just a principal just to be a principal, or like a principal. Like, I feel like some administrators or like some principals and sister principals, like they take that to the next level. They think they're like president like yeah they think they're the president like some stuff you don't have to do yes yeah, i don't it'd be the, like the uptight teachers and principal and stuff i feel like you to be a leader of a school you don't have to just have that mean persona to people i feel like i want a principal that like can relate to it because if you just a principal just trying to tell us what to do we ain't gonna respect you no matter what your title is but i just feel like you should be able to relate to us and have fun with us and have us during this activity because we is in the classroom all this time and then right <laughs> and one thing i don't like is how like i know i understand this we have to protect it but sometimes i don't like how the, the little officer sits here and walk around and act like he just gotta do something to somebody or looking like oh yeah you know i'm gonna get you but like i just feel like the officer shouldn't have to be there as much but i feel like you have to be protected because some people are crazy in here and i'm not like in that school it was probably needed though yeah it was so and so it's interesting that you say that because you know right now that some schools are putting out petitions um some community members uh to get rid of the student resource officer so I don't feel like you should get rid of them, but I don't feel like they have to, they can like pop up in and out, in and out, or if they gonna be there 
full time. Don't just be walking around like you scale somebody, mister. Like, be friendly. The one we had our seventh and eighth grade year, he was friends. He was like, he was very friendly. And he, I don't feel like he, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to make himself sound like a threat. But in our sixth grade year, he was terrible. It was she. she. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. It was she. She she was acting like he. She was terrible. Um, there's, there's some officers that like, like they go, okay, I'm an officer. I have the big name. So you're going to listen to me and that. Cause there was some trouble we got into with her and she could have handled it a completely different way instead of coming back yelling and spinning all over the table and everything. I ain't appreciate it. We're not bad. We're not bad students. They're just things that happen. Okay, I feel like she didn't. That that wasn't right. Cause she didn't hear us out. And she didn't handle it. Yeah, she didn't, didn't handle it correctly. Especially for us to be kids. For us to be twelve year olds. Like she was literally in there yelling and screaming. We're gonna get five years. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. Like, you know me. I was a little crybaby. Like, I was crying. Like, no, I'm saying I was mad and I was crying because like. They wasn't hearing our side of the story. They just believed the little girl. And they wasn't hearing our side of the story. Um, I'm going to have to tell you. That was telling me we were some bullies. But we weren't no bullies. Shawty had a mouth on her. And she thought nobody was going to talk back to her. Like, she would do stuff. I definitely believe that was something to do with white privilege. No shade to my friend. Because Layla, she's like perfect. She, yeah, she I really perfect. feel like that I was going to say it was like a little bit of racism in there. Because like it was more than like, it was more of the like black little girl involved. Wow. And like. So like when she was a white officer, so basically she was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and leave her because this is this and that. Or and plus she was quote unquote saying she wanted to kill herself, and she's still alive to this day. So do do y'all think because again context for those of y'all listening, um, when I taught in this area, that is a small town area, you know. Um, and I did teach at one of the, as you can hear through our conversation, it was a rougher environment. I wouldn't say, you know, y'all were bad kids. You just needed a little love, uh, tough love, uh, but love nonetheless. And even though, like you said, like you see, um, y'all, well, y'all can't see, but Layla is white. But, you know, you hang around more of the black kids. And, and sometimes. She's very accepting, too, just so y'all know. She's very accepting. She's very what? She's very accepting. Oh yes, and you know sometimes get roped into like that whole thing. Do y'all feel like you're already a product of your environment? But on top of that, sometimes when things happen in school or in your community, it kind of falls back on y'all um, as opposed to we're already a target. But like I feel like when you have a relationship with certain teachers, they're like, okay, no, she's not like that. Yeah, cause that's what you know. Um, not trying to be the hero but y'all know we have some people that myself and other teachers had to go to bat for a little yeah. bit harder than others but like some of our teachers they tried to save us but just just because they knew how the girl was but still the same for our skin color they wasn't here they basically like she was like, I got this little girl crying in my office talking about she want to kill herself because y'all want to decide to pick on her. And I'm like, that's not even the case. She be starring with us. And I got, if no, no matter, I got a temper and I got an attitude problem. And I don't care what I say. So she shouldn't say that to me. No, the whole issue with me was like, the thing was like, you know, like when everybody like, you know, it's sixth great. Like they had like three classes of be at the bathroom at one time. Up, and like when we was in the bathroom, like nobody was wondering who could go in the bathroom, who could come out or like, you know how you have to wait or something like that. So, so people, separate. yeah, people was just walking in. So we just walking in. But like she made it to the point where like we was just in there like, like saying stuff to her, bullying her. But like the thing is like nobody was saying anything to her. Like she just had this one girl was knocking on her fall saying something to her, but she blanked it. Oh, everybody that was in the bathroom. We was in there washing our hands, laughing at it. Because it was funny. It wasn't, but it was. It was funny because I didn't like Sean. It was funny to me. But, like, it was a sad thing because Layla was her best friend at the time. And she even threw Layla under the bus. And Layla, I don't even think Layla was around. No, Layla wasn't even in the bathroom. Yeah, she wasn't around. So, it was just, it was crazy. That's one of those things. And, you know, you don't, you know, teachers try to make it, um. You know, like, I don't see color. I'm not picking on you. But I grew up black in some predominantly white areas. And it it was difficult. You know, you're automatically the target. And it's like, what 
but what did I do? You know, and it's very disheartening. And even again, like I said, even some of my white friends who were around all the black people, well, you must be like them and you must be getting in trouble with them because you like to be around them. So that's really difficult to deal with. And it, and it can be a lot. And, you know, of course, I want to advocate for that perspective because I lived it. So I don't just, you know, y'all know my little black babies don't get any other special treatment, but I do try to understand more. Um, but when they're wrong, they're wrong. But sometimes they do get picked on, and that's when we as teachers have to make sure that our colleagues are doing what they're supposed to do and making sure. Because you never want to tell somebody, like, I just I need to act a little bit different because that's not fair to the children. Now, some yep. people, y'all know, some people need to act different. But I don't ever want you to be like, oh, I want you to conform to them so they'll leave you alone because they shouldn't be bothering you in the first place. And that's one of those challenges of being a teacher and trying to um, make sure that everybody is getting the treatment they deserve. Um, but then touching on that a little bit later, um, getting into some of the like deeper things, uh, you know, I know um, we mentioned last time, of course, it's like a no-brainer that kids, teenagers, whatever, now you're getting more into like the social media aspect and seeing everything going on, um, and that kind of affects how you act, uh, especially during my time, because when I was you all's age, you know, I had a flip phone, didn't have data, you had to pay to get on the internet. Um, I couldn't even send pictures, but y'all do so much. Like, I have students who have nicer phones than me, uh, and that makes it hard. So that's, like, one of the things is, like, trying to keep up with everybody around you. But from you all's perspective, what are some of the other, like, pressures, you know, that sometimes we as teachers don't see? Or we as teachers might put pressure on you, and I know I touched on that a little bit with, like, the whole college thing, but... What are some of those, like, the pressures that you feel in school, middle school, and high school? Because sometimes, as teachers, we're like, oh, they're in seventh grade, they're in sixth grade. They don't really understand things. But I'm pretty sure I had, like, my own share of heartbreaks and world-ending drama when I was in middle school. So, on the other side of the coin. When te the most things that I feel like teachers definitely pressure when it comes to social media is just be careful what you're posting because like like a lot of them said have said to people like I've just sat and listened um once you put it out there it's gonna be forever out there and like a lot of people get future careers for themselves ruined because of stuff that they're throwing themselves into so I don't know I feel like that could be very pressuring just being careful about what you say or not even what you say. It could be something that your friend posted of you. And now. What about any other... Uh, I don't know. I feel like we talked about it. But I don't know. Like any other pressures that you feel. Especially you're going... Like you're, you're about to be halfway through high school. You know? That's crazy. Teachers don't really... It be the peer pressure. Yeah. It don't yeah. be... Teachers don't... <clears throat> I don't feel like my teachers... I don't feel like now teacher has really pressured yeah. But... Because whatever a teacher tell you, they tell you something they've been through before, yeah. they just trying to help you. It's peer pressure, and that's the biggest problem. It'd be school. your peers. Like, it doesn't be like your teacher or something like that. It'd be your peers, like, basically telling you, oh, you do this, or do this with me, or go do this. It'd be fun, you know, stuff like that. And the person would sit there and do it and mess up yourself or, like, ruin their future over something they did because somebody else told them to do In something. high school, it is all about fitting in. And it should just be about fitting, get in where you fit in. Like, wherever you fit in, stay there. Don't be trying to make yourself somebody else where yeah. you don't fit in. Stop trying to change for the other people. Like, like you be yourself. Be, you could be this real smart girl, but you want to hang with a popular kid, and they really could be slow. So you're going to dumbfy yourself and do dumb stuff that they do just to be with them. And you can mess up a whole scholarship for yourself. That is true. Um, so, okay, transitioning. I'll start with, like, this whole pandemic talk. As y'all said, y'all don't like virtual learning. I don't like virtual learning, of course. So, what do you feel about? Because, you know, it's almost July. We're about to start trying to prep to potentially go back to school. So, how do you feel about that? Um, 
If we go back to school, I want to be normal. I don't. I don't want to be six six feet apart. I don't want no mask on my face. I don't want to be provided to the same classroom the whole day. I don't want. I don't want to bring my lunch for home because I, I ain't gonna eat it. I don't eat school lunch, so it don't matter. We really have a whole nother month before, yeah. like, COVID nineteen cases could go down a lot within this month, and we could go back to school normal. But it's just a yeah. simple fact. Now that the riding is still going on, they not talk about COVID nineteen no more. Yeah. yeah, I feel like I personally feel like it. Uh, the rights stuff was a big distraction. Um, through the virus, but me personally, I feel like as far as going back to school, like they said, I don't want to be so six feet apart, blah blah blah. blah. Just let it be normal. And you can't sit six feet apart, just think about it. When we in the hallway, we gon' we to the only the biggest hallway that we got in our school, the 300 hallway. The other hallways are small. Like even, There's gonna be a lot of contact where there is like trying to get away. It's gonna be like so many, so much school, contact. the bus yard, every, the whole school out there. So it, to me, it doesn't really make sense, but. Amen. Everybody gonna wanna be hugging their relationship boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> <That was fine. laughs> yeah, they little school boyfriend. They ain't seen all summer. <laughs> I um, yeah, it's gonna be all of the guidelines that they've been trying to set are totally um just not realistic um especially you know you you have those kids that love to be up under their teachers up under each other hugging and everything is is too it's a lot of that in our school that like we in our school we can't social this because we got to play a lot we got to be up on each other it just they don't work mm-hmm see so, yeah no mm-hmm so and then speaking of like the rioting, so how is that? Because for me, I'm I've been extremely concerned about a lot of my students, um, of all races and ethnicities, honestly. But I've been extremely worried about how students are taking uh, everything going on with the rioting, protesting, and just the state of America's society. Um, at this point. So how does that feel for you all? Um, from my perspective or like looking and other people doing it. Like how do you like how does it make you feel? Um there's some things that I feel are unnecessary, but um coming from a black um young female, I understand yeah, people are fed up like it's getting out of hand and Nobody's. I feel like the whole message coming from it is there's going to be no peace until there's equality. I don't know though. I can't really say too much because I didn't participate in it. So. And it just everybody just getting fed up that we've been fighting for so long and it just feel the same, same old, same old. Yeah. It's like the people that died for our peace in the past, like they died, they died for nothing. Like yeah. It's, I honestly feel like this post protesting and writing, I feel like it's a it's a def, it's definitely a message but I feel like it's not getting heard because like they're taking us as jokes because yeah. all we're doing is to me I, well, I see I see a lot of the protesting and they're trying to get their message but I, I also see like, a lot of stealing and stuff yeah. but some people take it as a joke or not they take it as a joke but like I take they taking like the riding and stuff like as the how can I put it? Like, as like something they can do just so they can go get something that they want or something like that because they see people breaking stuff down or like breaking it two places so they feel like, oh, they doing this and let me just go up here and get me some shoes or something like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's unnecessary to me. Layla, so then <laughs> I'll put you on the spot here because, you know, um, so, like, again, y'all are in high school now. When I was in high school, everything was happening with the Trayvon Martin case. Um, so, and, and that kind of created our own little race war in school. Um, and of course, and as you see here, you know, still with your friends, but does that kind of, do you feel kind of like pressure being like the white friend, you know? Well, I'm sure like a lot of people, like if we go in public together, I'm sure we get stares like, oh, how does she feel? Like, why is she the only white friend? But honestly, I like 
it doesn't affect me or I don't think it affects none of them. Like, it's completely normal around them. And it's like, we don't have to be in a certain way. They don't treat me different. I don't treat them different. It's positive vibes around them. And that's good. Because I know, and then, you know, um, because you're still so young. But as you grow, I know people will like, want you to you know she's white she has black friends so use your voice and there are some like I have white friends that are like using their voice but don't ever let somebody like make you just feel like you just have to rush head it uh, head first into things um without really understanding what you're doing so that's like my only thing for you was like just make sure you're understanding what you're doing because again there is a lot of anger and a lot of um just a feeling of being fed up and then people are looking to those like you and other people that do have a lot of black people around them and like so what are you doing but you know um don't let anybody like you know just kind of bully you into just saying stuff that you're not even sure that you mean or you know getting into stuff that you're just kind of like i'm lost and confused because it can be pressure for you too and you know somebody's gonna probably say something to me for saying this but you know for you as well like that's a lot you're seeing people that you care about in a place of pain and hurt that can be a lot on you as well so as we transition back into school um especially with the school that you're at you know is more of that predominantly minority population just make sure you protect yourself as well while you're trying to like help everybody else or be understanding of your whole friend group um i don't really know how everybody's going to respond to this because i don't see the rioting protesting anything dying down anytime soon until there's really a pivotal moment of change so make sure you protect yourself you know i'm always here you know, yeah, because you know, like it's, the protests and everything don't happen before, but they like stop. But this time, I don't see them giving up. Yeah, because now it's like celebrities, all of them, them they get involved more heavily than what they used yeah, to people be. People with big platforms are like using their platform for positive stuff. You heard the baby before? Yeah, yeah, I listen to the big picture. Yeah, the bigger picture. If you haven't stayed on this to it out now, you know that my new single. Yeah. I'm done, not the promo. So what do y'all um what do y'all think about I don't know it so I feel kind of old asking y'all this, but I know on my end of social media with the whole cancel culture, like all of the artists, have you heard about like the celebrities? Not really big set celebrities, but like people like B Simone and stuff are getting like canceled or like Desi Banks because their responses to what's going on have not been ideal in a sense like when the riot started b simone was like oh y'all need to pray and stuff or like desi banks like posted a a picture and it was like the march on selma and he was like this is protesting and then one of the riots at target was like this is crime so what do you think about people like saying something different who have this big platform that was created by really black people yeah i i honestly feel like okay they celebrities like i feel like everyone has a voice and like i feel like everyone should speak their mind but i feel like some stuff is like should be left unheard like or like some stuff like you should just keep to yourself because like you know like big like if you have a big platform like with millions of followers like anybody like anybody be waiting on like they be waiting to bash you, so like one little slip up can like get you like just messed up like for, for real. Just like Tokyo, yeah, Tokyo, Tokyo. Jets. Yeah, Tokyo Jets. Long when she, yeah, when she said, uh, oh, I'm when she made a joke. Yeah, yeah, she told her friends she was gonna do them. like it. Yeah, yeah and um, she messed her stuff up. When you have a big platform, you you definitely have to be careful what you say because once you say something, that's gonna they're just gonna keep bringing it up as much as they can. So, and but then, like uh, it was. I wanna say it was like her it was like her fault of like why she's canceled, but I feel like her friend she shouldn't have posted, never posted the video. Mm-hmm. Like she should have kept it to herself. And then like if she would have kept it to her herself, like Tokyo would probably still be like up or yeah, whatever. Any friend wouldn't have let her post to that. Because right. like she could have said it because joking. Just like if I said something like this and then joke, I'd never do that. If it's recorded, you keep it between each other so that for 
Don't nobody was saying it's fake, especially being a celebrity. Yeah. What she and that's what, so going back to, like I said, her friend didn't have to post it. And yeah. that's one of the things we were talking about with the whole social media thing. Your friends will post something of you and it takes off and you didn't even really do it. Like you didn't have to say it. Like when y'all used to get me with the little Snapchat filters, little heathens. So, you know, all of that stuff just takes off. People sharing. Screen recording is a thing. Screenshot is a thing. It's just all bad. Like, there's no way to escape. If you put something out there that you don't want people to see, um, you shouldn't put it out there. Because at that point, it just it won't go away. Um, just like on Facebook, you know. A lot of people are sharing opinions on Facebook and trying to delete it when they get backlash. But, you know, if you post something crazy, somebody's going to screenshot it. And then there goes now your screenshot is posted and creates another cycle. Yeah, I see on Facebook a lot where like somebody else will repost what the other person said if they deleted it. But she's like, Well, this is what such and such said. So if y'all want to know or go on her page here and involved. Yeah. Well, ever since this started, there have been a lot of people like um trying to take down the racist people. Like there've been putting that ad like where people live and stuff stuff and everything and it's definitely going it's not dying down in terms of like and now it's like it's really not dying down because they making it's like they're making jokes out of the way we lose in our lives yeah or they're making jokes out of our skin color mm-hmm. and that's tough and that's something that you know it's just it, like hopefully change comes but there are always those people you know that don't want to be accepting of it that don't want to um really understand something that's different and you see that in everything um so even on that base level every group has those people that just won't like them but it's just the hope that it's not so widespread anymore or that stuff really changes and i think those people that are out there on the front lines every day now you see they're talking you know but it's like for how long hey now it's this media thing and the news stations are seeing it and people are doing it but how long is that gonna last and that's the scary part because you don't it's a scary situation to go back to fooling because you never know how the teacher might treat us you never know how some students might treat us you just never know just because you don't really get to see the true side of people until this stuff like happens. And that's a big thing to go back to school in because again, when I was in school and it was happening, it was terrible. Um, when Trayvon Martin died, what was killed, we had a poster in the cafeteria and everybody was signing it and somebody ripped it down, you know? And it caused a lot on, and that's when, you know, again, I, we were a little late to it. So that's when everybody was getting heavy into Facebook and Twitter and everything. So we were really on social media having debates about race and this, that, and the third. And it was really bad. And it really created an environment that was kind of tense because I had a lot of black friends but I also had a lot of white friends that I kind of grew up with in school because you know I was one of the nerdy kids and honors and gifted classes and unfortunately the dynamic of that was more of you know predominantly white and then I went to predominantly white schools so kind of seeing how their some of them took it and what they were saying and the size they were agreeing with it was really hard and going back to school, that gets really difficult for you all because there might be somebody that you know that you're like, oh, I love that kid. and But now they're like talking so down on something you believe in. And it's like, whoa, dude, thought you were cool. I guess not. Um, so those are the things that you got to be prepared for. And people who don't understand you, people might be looking at you like, wow, I thought you were a totally different person. I didn't, like you said, like some of the looting you may not agree with. There may be somebody that you're cool with that's like, oh, I'm all for looting, steal everything. I'll loot the school. I don't know what the school has, but you know somebody else. <laughs> like that. Um, it's my looting Walmart. What Walmart got that you can't steal <laughs> And that's what, and you know, so that's, that's one of those things, like those different agreements. My big thing is just 
take care of yourself and find ways to have healthy debates don't let it get in trouble but it's it's it is uh because it's some kid that are literally just like just be poking and poking and poking into and it's like that's like you try to ignore it because i don't call, you don't call school for violence yeah. but it's so much but you, you can, can take so. So it's just like, oh so, yeah, Woo. all the deep topics. Now I get to finish it with the joke. Yeah, yeah. Okay, y'all ready for one of my one of my jokes? So, if you ever heard this, why was the math book so sad? The who? Why was the math book so sad? Why? Because they have a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> another one because I didn't like that um she just ruined my joke <clears throat> okay okay how do you stay warm in a cold room no it's a corny joke you gotta go to the corner because it's always 90 degrees because the angle so, that was so lame. So angle. Y'all some yeah. haters. That was lame and corny. All right. So, and then again, before I click off of this and do my little spiel, um, I do want to point out, even though I talk about how these young ladies have grown in the past three years since I've known them. I just want to point out, this is also a conversation. Some of the things that we talked about, we could have had this conversation back when they were in seventh grade because, you know, that's just the type of young woman they are. Um, again, as I've said a couple of times, very proud of who they are. Glad that I get to keep in touch and see them grow and get the tea because I'm going to get the tea after I get off of um, the podcast job. So, you know. <laughs> but thank you, ladies, for joining I appreciate you. Um, And as always, if y'all want to know anything else or just look at me and things I do in school as a teacher in my classroom, follow me on Instagram at like it, learn it, love it. That's L-O-V-E-T-T. Thank you.